0: On today's episode of the Socially Distanced Podcast, presented by the Glenbrook South Oracle Podcast Network, co-opinions editor Mia Merchant sits down with me, co-sports editor Tommy Marquardt, uh, to talk to Alicia Pennepacker, who is a sophomore at GBS. Her mom is a nurse working uh, to fight the coronavirus, and she's also in theater, and she's experiencing e-learning just like the rest of us students. So it's a really interesting perspective on everything that's going on. Uh, I think you'll enjoy the... The interview. So, without further ado, let's not let's not uh, waste any time. Let's get right into it. All right, you know the you know the drill. Let's count down: three, two, one. Let's go! Welcome to the Social Distance Podcast, presented by the Glenbrook South Oracle podcast network. I'm Tommy Marcourt, a co-sports editor with the Oracle, and my co-host today is
1: Mia Merchant. I'm co-opinions editor.
0: And our guest today is Alicia Penapacker, a sophomore at GBS uh, whose mom is a nurse, correct? Mm-hmm. So Alicia, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing fine. How are you?
0: I'm pretty good. And Mia? Yeah, pretty good. So uh, the first thing we're going to get into is uh Obviously there's a pandemic going on if you haven't heard and it's taking a toll on all of us, but Alicia, like I mentioned, uh, your mom is a nurse. So just in terms of, uh, you know, the best you can do right now is be home, but what is it like, uh, being the child of a medical professional who's fighting the coronavirus during this time?
2: Um, well, it, it affected me a, like a lot at the beginning of this because, um, as it was like starting to get more and more intense, like from then I remember like when my mom got word of like there being a patient with coronavirus in the hospital, everyone was panicking. Um, and then whenever we she would like go into work, she'd be like, oh yeah, someone's like working bedside with like a COVID patient, isn't that horrifying? Um, And then the day we found out that the hospital she was working at was getting turned into like a exclusively coronavirus like patient hospital, it was really like, it was really scary because I, nobody knows like what's going on with it. Like there's little to no research. So like, we don't know how we can get affected affected if we're gonna get like infected um and the day my mom came back from her first day working on the unit like she was just so like sad because she had to see all these people suffering and like I don't know she she gets home really late um and just seeing how like tired she is after every day is very affecting. My siblings and I try our best to, like, be like, is there anything you need? Can we help you in any way? Stuff like that.
1: Is your mom worried about uh, giving you and your siblings coronavirus?
2: Definitely. Um, they take a lot, a lot of safety precautions at work. Like, they have these sure. suits called PAPRs, P A P R, and they essentially, like, they're like space suits where it's like airtight and it's like a hazmat suit where they like take care of their patients in it. And then like after their shift, they like disinfect the Pappers. And then they like, they take a shower at the hospital. Um, And then my mom comes home and she puts all of her supplies in the car, like including her like scrubs and stuff. And she changes in the garage. And then we have this thing called an ozone generator, which essentially is supposed to like kill bacteria and any like disease bacteria stuff i don't really know how it works and she just puts it in the car with the rest of her supplies and like lets it disinfect um and then like without like touching anyone she goes like upstairs showers again and then like we have dinner but like by that time it's like 9 30 p.m (laughs) we eat dinner really late because she gets home late but like we think it's really important to eat dinner with her because i don't know it's a really hard time so it's the least we can do (laughs)
0: Yeah, and uh, one of the interesting things. So I interviewed Dr. Hala Akbarnia with uh, with Gwen Skiles, who's an editor in chief, uh, the other day, maybe last week or so, and that got posted recently. And one of the things that she said that was the most interesting uh, uh, was coming home and basically being told you have to somewhat social distance with your own family. Mm-hmm. So have you had to experience uh, anything like that, Alicia?
2: Yeah, um, I I haven't like hugged or even like really like touched my mom for I don't know like two months now. Uh my dad is a little more relaxed with it because he's not he's not super smart, but he doesn't wow. really care. He will like hug my mother. Well he's a very smart man. He just doesn't pay attention to it much because he's like, oh I'm I'm too strong <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um so he will like hug my mom, kiss my mom, but I I don't because it's obviously not the smartest choice. I know like um my mom told me that some women on her unit like social distance from their family especially if they don't have any like kids. Like she has coworkers staying in like hotels. Um but she said like she would not be able to do that. She wouldn't last without us and honestly like we wouldn't be able to last without her either. <laughs> so we kind of need her
0: here. And uh, I think one of—I mean, there there aren't many benefits to global pandemics. I don't think that's a very hot take. But uh, I think one of the the nice things that we have seen though is is a greater sense of community where everyone's kind of rallying around medical professionals. So, have you and your family experienced anything like that of ah uh, of neighbors or friends helping out to uh, alleviate the burden?
2: Definitely. Um. On on Easter, actually, my mom was working and that that really affected all of us, too, because my mom is a very religious person and she like uses sort of religion to kind of like cope and like, I don't know, like make herself feel stronger. But when she worked on Easter, it affected us a lot because usually like we go to mass and we like pray and we have like Easter dinner together um but since she wasn't home and couldn't cook or anything we had a family friend actually make us easter dinner which was super sweet um and we've been getting like we've been getting a lot of like free stuff lots of free food <laughs> people like bring meals to the hospital all the time so like my mom and I rest like pack lunch anymore we've had like people like bring gifts and such and it's re- it's really really nice to like know that like people are like backing us up they're cheering they're cheering my mom on and that's really good just to know that like my mom has a lot of like fans and like
1: people that are looking out for her does your mom have any like interesting stories that she's come home with from um her months of working at the hospital
2: she does she has some really sad stories (laughs) um which I don't really want to get into because like, it's pretty depressing, but like she has had a couple like success stories and she'll come home today and she'll be like, nobody died. And I was like, (laughs) "Yay, (laughs) that's a good thing, I guess. (laughs) Uh,
0: I mean, anything's progress, right? I mean, we're trying to work our way back. And I think that being home from school while in a vacuum sounds great, it does really stink not being able to hang out with anyone and see your friends every day that's the benefit of high school so in terms of e-learning has have you found it uh have you found trouble sometimes in staying focused on e-learning because i mean i have and my mom is an office manager uh but your mom's a nurse you know and uh you have to keep keep up with e-learning and all that stuff so have you found it uh troublesome to stay focused on it at times
2: absolutely um i know like Depending on the class, like there are some classes that there was a class that I took um, like before the pandemic that was like my favorite class it was very discussion based and I'm a very like talkative person. So I like to like talk things through and really like get to the bottom of subjects by thinking through it with other people. Um, but taking away the social aspect, it's just me sitting at a computer and the teacher doesn't really know much about like technology so he essentially says like do a writing piece every day which like some people like love that sort of stuff but like for me it's just been a really huge struggle and like transition because it used to be my favorite class and now i've just been like making lists and like writing reflections it takes me like hours sometimes
0: yeah i've noticed that as well i love you know i love my electives they're great but there's not as much to elective learning especially in stuff that focuses a lot more on applying your your uh, skills. Like, I, I look at radio a lot, where one of the key parts of our class is doing on-air work, but obviously we can't do on-air work now. So it's just, we're writing news stories, which I like writing news stories, but it, it's not nearly as fun as being with my friends in class and all that stuff. So I can definitely relate to that as well. Um, and in terms of of e-learning as a whole, if I mean, this is a tough question because we we've had so little experience with e-learning and we've had so little e-learning infrastructure compared to other schools around us but there's still a possibility we may start the school with e-learnings and start next year with e-learning so do you feel like e-learning is more of like a review technique or do you think that new learning is actually being uh, conveyed across in e-learning adequately maybe not to the level of in-person schooling but maybe close to it
2: i think depending on the subject definitely especially since you get to try sort of like class formats that you wouldn't be able to do at school. Um, Like people who work independently better will definitely absorb different subjects better. I know for me, it's honestly easier for me to work on like my math and like geometry alone because like in a class setting, it's very like you have to follow this template like, and I can just, like, easily just space out the whole time and not absorb anything. But, like, when it's, like, you have to, like, watch this video and you can, like, do, like, quizzes and stuff, it, it helps me a lot more because it's a lot more personalized. And you can, like, you can take your time with it. And there's, like, not a lot else to, like, take your attention away from that specific subject. And I think it's easier to get more, like, into the groove of it, especially, like, when I'm alone, it's easy for me to like get into something and really focus on it without having other people to talk to. But obviously that pertains to like only like certain subjects But I would, which I would like find mundane otherwise.
1: So for the subjects that aren't as um that you don't enjoy as much uh during e-learning, is there any what would, what exactly would you change about them if you could? Um I would
2: change maybe like the the repetition where it's basically like do the same thing as you did the other day, but this time with different material. Or maybe I would make it more personalized because I feel like a lot of the times teachers are just like, oh, take this work. Um, and I'm like not going to check in on how you're doing or anything. And I think like if the teachers kind of like took our like advice and they were like, what can I do to make this better for you personally? I think it would make things a lot more like smooth for them and for us.
0: And I think one of the uh, the troubles with social distancing and all that is that for some people, uh, you know, mental health has been affected. It's been hard for people to stay focused. It's been hard for people to find stuff to do uh, in their place. Like I know I'm a, I'm a big sports fan. I usually when, when I am bored and I want something to do, I watch or read about sports, but of course those aren't happening. So in uh, the vacuum that we're in where there's not much going on, uh, Alicia, what have you been using as like a coping strategy? Not really coping strategy, but like what, what stuff have you been uh, like uh, diverting your attention to during this time?
2: I would say my number one, like 110% is just music. Because like any other time of year, music is like, still my favorite thing to do. I do music all the time. I'm always making or listening to music. Um, But especially in these times, like, it's just, it's something that kind of makes me feel normal again. And it's something that can like help like validate emotions, it can help you like get energized, it can help you relax. I just like how it just like supports every emotional state. And it like, I don't know, it's, it's good. It's good to just like sit down and listen to music.
0: Any recommendations for all the listeners out there?
2: Ooh. Oh my gosh. Well, over the break, I've gotten really into like this band called the monkeys. Oh my gosh. I love them. Um, Let's see who else. I started listening to Led Zeppelin more. Definitely the Beatles, obviously. Um, not much other than that. I listen to a lot of, like, rock, but I also listen to, like, indie and alternative. I I was listening to, like, some, like, New Wave earlier. I used to be a lot more into that. But if you guys ever need, like, fun recommendations for any mood, I probably have a playlist for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I found it interesting, though, because with, with, like, my music listening and all that, a lot of the music I listen to, like, I have a whole playlist that's, like, kind of fun classic rock and stuff like that that I like to drive to but I'm not driving and I don't want really fun music in a time where I'm trapped at home so it's I listen to it I'm like well this doesn't really fit me at all so I found myself getting in the new artists, and I think that's been a a pretty cool thing as well I don't know about you Mia if you've been listening to any oh no music for sure
1: I've, I found that a bunch of the artists that I listen to have just been making new albums because there's nothing else to do so that's what I've been listening to <laughs>
0: Uh, and then, Alicia, another thing. So you're in theater as well. And one of the things that got canceled by the pandemic is the Glenbrook musical. Is that what it's called? Glenbrook musical? Yeah. And what was it going to be this year?
2: It was going to be Cinderella.
0: So missing out on that, uh, how has that impacted you? And how has that impacted, because I'm, I'm sure you talked to other uh, kids in theater. How has that impacted some of the seniors in theater that were looking forward to their last show at GBS?
2: A lot of the seniors were like completely crushed because like as small as like something like a musical is, it it's kind of, it's less of just like a performance. It's more a way of like showing everyone what we've been putting so much work into. And like not even just for this year, not even over the course of this show, like as much as I'd love to like show people all this work I've been doing for this show, it's like The theater department as a whole, even if you're not in the show, like it's still kind of like a symbol for what we what we've been doing, even over the course of like our high school careers. Like um, a couple of my friends were like leads in the show and it was supposed to be like their first lead or like one of their biggest roles they've gotten. And just to have that like taken away is just really sad. Um, And it's sort of also like. A thing where it's like, oh, if you're in the musical for four years, like that's like a good thing to just like have, to like know that like, oh, I was in the musical for all four years or like for three years. um But like, the fact that like for all of us, it's impossible to have four years of Glen- Glenbrook musical, unlike a lot of the other people that have been here, is really sad. It feels like something's kind of missing. And even just like the friendships and the bonds you make over the course of the show, like when the pandemic happened, it was just as we were starting to really get into like the groove of the process. Um, and that's when like the strongest bonds are made and like when you make the most like friends and connections. Um, and before we knew that it was canceled, it was just like in the air. We had like a big and little sort of situation where it's like someone we can like look after and like take care of and like bring gifts and stuff. Um, But with something like social being taken out of the show, it's like a huge chunk of the show. Like there's no show without connection. Um, So that affected us a lot. Yeah. I remember when we first found out that like the musical was probably going to be canceled. That was like the week when we figured out like everything was being canceled and it just felt like the whole world was falling apart because like it's such a it's such a source of like stability that like once that's gone like you don't even know what's next
0: and uh mia what were you gonna say
1: i was just gonna say have you been able to keep up i know we've been socially distancing i guess physically but have you been able to keep keep up those bonds and keep up those relationships with <laughs> um the people and uh, with other theater kids i guess over social media or whatever
2: yeah, we actually like before before the pandemic started, we had we like made a group me, which is funny because like, even though the show is canceled, it's still active when we still all talk on it. And like there were a few like cast members that I like didn't really talk to even before quarantine. But then like at the beginning, we all started like FaceTiming each other and having these big group FaceTimes. And I like made a ton of friends through it. And we would like. I don't know, like play club penguin together and stuff. And it was just like, it was like stupid, mindless fun, but it was still like, I felt like I could salvage even just like a little bit of like that kind of show dynamic. And I feel like even though the show didn't happen, we still kind of have a cast dynamic, which is really nice. That's really good.
0: And Alicia, I have one more question. I don't know if Mia has anything else, but uh, so did you go, so I know the school, school got canceled officially on a Thursday of that week, you know? Mm -hmm. And then Friday going to school was optional. Did you go on that day?
2: (laughs) Kind of. I essentially, like, since attendance wasn't being taken, I kind of just went to school and, like, chilled out in like the choir room, essentially, I would like walk around the school if anyone like wasn't going to a specific class, I would like hang out with them. I got food in the middle of the day, I hung out backstage a little bit. It was overall just like kind of like saying bye to people, because I knew I wasn't gonna see them for a long time. So whenever someone would like walk into like the choir office, I would be chilling there. And like, I got to just kind of spend time with people for the last time.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask what that what that day was like for you because I know, I mean, block four of that day, uh, MJ McNary and I recorded a podcast, and mm-hmm. so I'm a big radio guy. I walked out of the radio studio, and I'm like, well, who knows when I'll be back here? Uh, same thing with the Oracle Room because we had block four today. So, um, w- were there any like emotional moments like that for you where uh, you were leaving places, not knowing when you'd be back?
2: Yeah. I spend a lot, a lot of time in the choir room and in the choir office. Um, so when I, like, walked out of there, like, I saw, like, s- some of my teachers, um, like, Mr. Kaplan and, like, Mr. Shellard and Mr. Toniolo. And I was just like, wow, I'm not, like, even if I, like, had the opportunity, like, to see, like, my friends from, like, far away, like, socially distant there's no way I'm going to see these teachers probably until next year, which sucks because like to a lot of students, those teachers are like emotional crutches. Like we get very close to like our teachers um, and they mean a lot to us. So like knowing that I'm not going to see those people for a very long time is just like, wow, that's weird. I'm going to miss you guys.
1: (laughs) Stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mia, do you have anything else?
1: Um, Is there anything you've learned, I guess, from, um, from your mom's stories, from everything that she's been through, from everything you've been through, all of this, you know, a lot of disappointment, but, um, is there any, like, anything, I guess, positive you've learned?
2: Yeah, um, because even, even now with the pandemic, like, it sucks, but growing up, especially with my mom as a nurse, like, it really taught us to be independent, because, There was like a time, I think when I was in like middle school or something where she worked night shifts, actually. So she would like go to work at 7 p.m., I think, and come back at like 7 a.m. Um, Or like sometimes she would come back like after me and my sister went to school and she would like only be there for a few hours once we got home. Um, So we wouldn't even like see her that much. And that was a really dark time, especially for her since like working at night and sleeping during the day, you don't see the sun. And it was like, it was really hard to sort of keep a sense of normalcy. Um, so my my sister and my other sister, my brother, like we all had to kind of like figure out how to plan things ourselves, how to like cook for ourselves, how to really like be able to survive without like not without a motherly figure because she was obviously always there for us but sort of be able to like go about our day-to-day lives meanwhile like a lot of our friends had like stay-at-home moms who were always there and would like drive them around and we just kind of had to like figure out how to do without that
0: all right thank you so much for recording with us alicia yeah uh and thank you so much for being my co-host today mia yeah, um, this has been the socially distance podcast presented by the Glenbrook South Oracle podcast network. So for Alicia Pennepacker, for Mia merchant and for me, Tommy Marquardt, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, keep social distancing and we'll catch you guys next time. This was the Socially Distanced Podcast presented by the Glenbrook South Oracle Podcast Network.